senator from Frederick, one of the senator, one of the two senators from Frederick County, state senator, state senator, right? Mike Huff is with us for the afternoon, and Senator, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Oh, anytime, my friend. Uh, Senator, there's a lot going on in the world, and a lot going on in Annapolis, and a lot going on in Frederick County. And I was recently made aware of a situation, uh, as the entire Frederick County was, about the situation in Frederick County Public Schools, which cost the the job of the former superintendent, uh, Dr. Terry Album, who resigned or retired or whatever. Um, and uh, now we're learning more and more. And I found out that you, as a state senator, had taken, uh, uh, I guess, through complaints or whatever and followed up on this. Uh, could you kind of lay the groundwork for us, what I'm talking about, and make more sense out of it? Yeah, no, thanks. And uh, that's, I wanted to call in today and, and share for the public because I think it's important that they know the full extent of what I'm just learning and many parents and the public is learning. And as you stated, it came out in the Frederick News Post and the public uh, press reports that, that between 2017 and 2020, Frederick County Public Schools had uh, severely used and overly used and actually violated Maryland law in the use of what's called restraint and seclusion. And restraint is when you hold a student down, and seclusion is when you put them into a small room. Um, you would think of almost like a timeout, but they're like a size of a janitor's closet oftentimes. And that in many times these seclusions would last for uh, a couple hours were the accounts that I'm receiving. Maybe they put the kid in and take him out, but it would be a two or three hour period. And so because of that, DOJ put out a report about how Frederick County was in violation of the federal law. And as you mentioned, the superintendent, uh, she did not lose her job. She actually retired. She uh, was allowed to resign and, and walk away with an $800,000 golden parachute. And at the time, the Frederick County delegation, when these uh, allegations became public, to her credit, Delegate Carol Krim brought it up at our delegation meeting. And I had had pre-existing concerns with the school system and Dr. Alban. I suggested bring her in front of us. And because I suggested that and my name was in the paper to that, I started to receive a flood of information from parents, teachers about really the specifics of these allegations and it started off with a mother who called in my office and who was crying, and it was just, just heartbreaking, the details. And I, I don't want to read the, the whole report because it would, it would take too long, but my office, I thought the best thing and the most appropriate thing we could do was to compile everything that we got in. Um, and we sent it in a report yesterday to the state superintendent's office, and we sent it uh, to law enforcement in Frederick County, to the sheriff, to the state's attorney, uh, to the attorney general, ask him to really look in the situation and, and just give you some examples I have here, uh, if that's okay with time permitting. Parent A uh, contacted my office chair that her eight-year-old son was placed in a seclusion room, which is a padded closet, for a three-hour period. Due to the lengthy, lengthy seclusion, the student developed PTSD and had to be placed in a program with students with uh, uh, more serious emotional issues. Uh, and all the details of this lengthy seclusion were directly uh, related to the superintendent's office and no action was taken. And in fact, when she tried to go get the records from the school system, the school system, uh, she alleges in retaliation, called Child Protective Services on her. And CPS was actually more concerned with what was going on in the school than with her. Uh, I've got another parent here, parent C, 
that uh, says that her child was put in for a two-hour period in one of these seclusion closets where he banged his head repeatedly um, and that uh, he also urinated on himself and was redressed in urinated clothes. And that when she asked the school for how long he was secluded, they initially said five minutes, then 15, then 22. It was only when she got threatened a lawyer that they said it was two hours. Hmm. And unfortunately, that young man, uh, because of the damage that he did to himself in that seclusion room, uh, suffered uh, brain damage and is still having long-lasting impact from that. And it's, it's not just parents. I also had a teacher, and that's I had about uh, seven parents in total that are listed through this report. Many of the stories are like that, very heartbreaking. I had a teacher tell me that, quote, chaos is now routine and unreported in the classrooms, including an incident where one student was allowed to break 16 windows at Spring Ridge Elementary. Uh, the violence was so bad at Spring Ridge, parents complained, and many of these emotionally disturbed children were moved to Butterfly Ridge Elementary. There was a violent incident on a school bus that went unreported. FCPS put pyramid students. Uh, these are students with serious emotional problems in many cases on a bus with pre-k students a violent 12 year old pyramid student attacked the pre-k students and the bus had to be stopped and unloaded this incident was never reported and so on and so forth here's another one a spouse or the teacher suffered black eyes bruises and so what the report really lays out and what i found was there was many cases of quite frankly chaos uh, abuse assaults unreported and uh, many times when parents would go to complain and why the parents are not listed publicly, they ask not to. They're afraid of retaliation. They suffered, they said, retaliation from the school system. And my report lays out a number of laws that I think, quite frankly, could have been broken here, that the school system, they are mandatory reporters, and they have to report abuse. And you cannot, is a misdemeanor in the state, if you stop the reporting of abuse. And so I think at this point, it is of the utmost importance that the state come in, the superintendent, and we do an independent investigation of Frederick County Public Schools because my fear is, and what I see happening, Alvin is gone and they just try to move on. And I think there are much more serious things here. There are, there are other staff who are supervisory or involved, um, I think, that really need to be looked at. And in order to figure out the depth of the, we have to figure out the depth of the problem if we're going to know how to solve it. Okay, Senator, my, I'm going to come right back to you. Take a very short break. Senator Mike Huff is here talking about the situation in Frederick County Public Schools and uh, what his office is doing to uh, to intervene, so to speak. And we'll talk. And well, yep, the, the uh, superintendent, state superintendent. Okay. okay, all right. So anyhow, the Department of Justice did their investigation and they had some results. Uh, Senator, a couple of questions I have: Aren't the same people in place? <clears throat> with the exception of the superintendent in the school yes, system? exactly. Exactly right. And so when I went through, and for those who are just tuning in, I went through, there was about nine uh, parents and teachers that I read some of their accounts, just a couple pieces of it. But what it really shows is that um, there were clear issues, there, there were and there are clear issues in the school system. Where there's, there were issues of assaults that were unreported, that was there was some serious, I would say, abuse of children who were disabled happening in the school system. Parents that went forward were retaliated against, and a lot of this is being kept from the public and not reported. And that's why I don't have faith and I don't have trust in the current people there to be able to 
um, look at the situation honestly and fairly as the public deserves. Uh, and that's why I think we need to have the state come in. And then when you, people say, well, the Department of Justice already came in, the Department of Justice looked at the practice right. and the policies, but they didn't look at the personnel. And the only we already had policies and practice in place. It was already against the law to seclude and restrain children the way they were. And just so people are clear, this wasn't across the state. Frederick County was clear in a way one of the worst. And they were told in 2018 a report was publicly made to tell Frederick County they were one of the worst in the, in the state. And they didn't take action to fix it then. And so I think what we need to do is for the safety of the kids in the school, for the safety of the teachers, we really need to have an investigation of the personnel who are there that allow this kind of situations to happen. Because anyone that listens to something like that, this here is a kid was put in a closet for two hours and banged his head till he had brain damage, knows that something was seriously wrong in our school system. And the people that were there and the supervisory staff, uh, there are people that probably should not be working in settings around children anymore. Well, I, I didn't understand how uh, the numbers didn't make any sense to me. Because in, in your report, or the DOJ report, it talked in the thousands, 7,000 or so incidents. And then you go to Montgomery County, which is a much larger school system, and they had like 600. Is that in my, in my... Yeah, so Frederick County had, uh, there was, on the use of seclusions, which they put these kids in these closets and stuff, there were 7,253 seclusions, and it was just on 125 students. Whereas Montgomery County Jeez. had 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 640 fewer in total but you got to remember montgomery county is uh five to six times the size of frederick county so it, it clearly shows there was a policy problem and it's a violation of state law and state law you can only use it as an emergency resource and it's pretty clear and the doj report laid that out that they were doing it for basically moderate behavioral infractions and so look we are where we are now and so the question is going forward We've got to put good personnel in place so that this does not happen again. And Frederick County said we're going to end the use of seclusion. Well, in my opinion, we need to figure out, well, how do we end up in a place we clearly were way too far in the spectrum? And I think it was some school. It was not all of them. The reports that I got were from a couple schools. They were from Deer Crossing. Uh, they were from just a few that were coming in, Spring Ridge and some others. It wasn't every school in the system that I got these complaints about. But – how do we not end up in a situation, too, where we're endangering teachers? Because I'm getting complaints from teachers, too, that they're in a bad position. So from what I see, it, it sounds like chaos is abound, and we really need uh, – it's not just replacing the leader. I think that whole chain of command in the school system needs to be looked at because I find it hard to believe that nobody knew about this. How is it in uh, – 10 days, I could receive all this information, yeah. and nobody knew for years about it. And I've got emails in here. People, they, they did reach out. They reached yes. out uh, to the, the school board. They reached out to the central office. And uh, so I think this really needs a lot more transparency about what happened and how we move forward. And we don't just remove Alvin. And by the way, what happened with Alvin is a complete disgrace. That is a complete disgrace because – the things that are that that in my report and I walked through the state laws specifically that I think were uh, in possible violation here. Right. And the fact that we let Alvin go with the eight hundred thousand dollar golden parachute, that is a slap in the face to taxpayers, teachers in the system, everybody. 
Well, I, I want to talk to you more about that. I want to talk about some t- uh, teacher injuries. Frank will have some questions for you when we do come back. Frank, did you want to say something real fast? Well, I'm, uh, yeah, I a, just I'm getting ready to take a break, but go ahead, Frank. Well, I just uh, wanted to ask the senator, do we need this additional study after the uh, Department of Justice and investigation more for prior violations or more for uh, what to do uh, ahead? Because the Department of Justice uh, said you are going to do this. There was a settlement agreement. Uh, the schools have to take proactive steps, uh, as they say, to ensure their practices don't discriminate against students with uh, disabilities. And there's a whole list of things they're going to have to do, and it's it's probably going to be costly, too. Uh, are you more concerned about what uh, they came out with to uh, take action in the future or to go back and see what happened and prosecute, if, if needed, individuals? Yeah. Yeah, I'm more concerned about the personnel, and the the DOJ report talked about practices. It did not talk about personnel. So my concern is the personnel, the supervisory personnel who oversaw um, or didn't oversee was either completely ignorant and didn't know what was happening, didn't have control, or did know and was, uh, was complicit in this. That's the situation that we're looking at. And so how can we move forward and how can we have better practices with the same supervisory staff who were there that oversaw uh, this basically national embarrassment in our school system? And the answer is I don't think you can. And I don't trust Frederick County Public Schools to be able to weed out who is doing a good job and not. I think somebody independently needs to come in and make sure that the right people and good people are promoted and that there are people that basically weren't doing their job are people that were uh, complicit in this, that they are removed from the system. And I think that is the way that you move forward, because we already had practices, we already had laws in place, and they were ignored before. So why would it be better this time? We're going to find out. figure out and remove the, the personnel that are bad. We're going to find out when we come back. Senator from Frederick County has to say, Michael Huff. Senator Huff is uh, joining us to discuss uh, the issues with the uh, Frederick County, County Public, Public Schools, Schools the uh, Department of Justice. Uh, uh, investigation and what that uh, resulted in and a proposal that uh, he's making. Yes. By the way, uh, this evening also, uh, another reminder that uh, we will be broadcasting Linganore at Frederick, changing uh, teams for this evening. Linganore at Frederick, that starts uh, the boys' side, starts at 6.50 this evening. Let's ask, uh, Senator, We uh, thank you for hanging on there with us. We have some callers, and they're going to ask you some questions, if you don't mind. Sure. Okay. First caller up is uh, Glenn. Glenn, you're up with uh, Senator Mike Huff. Good afternoon. Uh, Senator Huff, um, ha- did any of these parents write letters to the school board? And if they did, when did they know about it? What did they do do about it? Yeah, that's a good uh, question. So I do, and I published in my report, um, one of the parents, um, well, actually, this individual I have multi-field did go to the Board of Ed, but I actually put um, this individual's name was Ben Lucas that wanted, wanted me to use his name. And he talks about his wife was a teacher and the physical abuse that she'd suffered in the classroom and that it was not being reported, not being dealt with properly, and that, he, that his wife was retaliated by the school system. And he did actually email the school, uh, the school board about this. And I actually have the email in the report. So this was a couple years back. And just so everybody knows, um, almost all of these parents did at one point either go to the school board, 
They went to the central office, and some of them even did go to, to the state board of uh, education. Uh, education as well. So it was certainly communicated up the chain um, as, as far as that's what's being told to me. And in 2018, uh, it was publicly released, these numbers of restraints and seclusions. So it was certainly known in a, a public report that it was an issue. Um, now, I just found out about it. I'm not on the Board of Ed. I don't regularly read these reports. Um, but obviously, this is something that the Frederick County Board of Education and FCPS was well aware of. Okay. Thank you for your call, Glenn. Uh, right before we take our next call, there was a text here. Is the senator calling for the Frederick County Board of Education, anyone to step down? No, but there's going to be elections, and, you know, this is what I think – this is why we need to understand the whole depth of the problem so that voters are better informed when they uh, make their choice as far as the election goes. And, um, you know, and I do think it's very important. I would like to see that another uh, superintendent locally not be hired until we have a new board in place. I do think that that's the correct thing to do at this point uh, is to have the, the next board do it. Obviously, that's their purview. That's up to them. Um, but I don't know how you can look at even just what I laid out on the radio. And by the way, if people want to see these, see this report and read the whole thing, it's on my Facebook page. It's available at Senator Michael Huff, H-O-U-G-H. Maryland Reporter also published it today as well. So you can read it uh, when you click on the story. You can, you can click on the uh, report. But I don't know how you read this report and then see that Dr. Alban walked away with what she did. Um, there are some serious problems here. And I would say, lastly, there's an issue here for the county because the county has audit ability over FCPS. And the first thing the county needs to do is they need to audit that uh, the superintendent walked away with $367,000 in, quote, unused leave that she hadn't used in 10 years. I'd be curious to know how many other people, uh, higher-level folks in that school system, have unused leave that they plan to cash out when they, when they leave. And I think we really need to look into that leave policy and some of those other things. Because when the head of the system walks away with $367,000 on used leave, there's something going on there. All right. And let's take our next call. Our next call is Ben. Ben, you're up with Senator Mike Huff. Hey, guys. How you doing? Okay. Um, this is Ben Lucas. Mr. Senator Huff, I ran into you today at lunchtime, and I appreciate you taking a couple of minutes to talk to me. Um, that is my name in the report, and I appreciate you taking up the fight. There was a couple of things I didn't get a chance to send to you through the email. Um, I actually did attend a board meeting at that point, 2018, when my wife was going through problems, um, at which point they had notified me that uh, if I was to speak at the board meeting, they would have me arrested and removed for speaking out of things that they wanted to talk about. More or less, they were going to control what was going to be talked about, and if I spoke out of anything outside of that, they would have me arrested for that. Um, so they will. They do control that. And then also the principal at the school, it was at Deer Crossing Elementary then, and that is when some of those complaints that you have were filed. Uh, she is still a principal in the county, and there are currently complaints with the school she is at, and she is a problem in the school system. All right, Ben. Uh, do you want to address him, uh, Senator? Uh, no, I just said uh, I appreciate Senator Huff taking up the fight. He, I spoke with him today at lunchtime, and he took a couple of minutes to talk to me, and okay. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, Ben. Thank you for calling in. Senator, comment there to Ben? No, I just I, I appreciate Ben and everyone else that came forward and, uh, you know, uh, 
added details. So really it was a heartbreaking situation and it's very troubling as a parent, someone who sends their kid to the school system, that these things were happening and that I'm getting reports of things that are currently happening. And so uh, it's just troubling. And I think the best thing that we can do going forward is we need to understand the depth of the problem. And I've called for this. This report lays out the reasoning for an independent investigation, talks about the the you know uh, nine different individuals that came forward to me talks about violations potentially in law and I do have a meeting with the state superintendent he asked to meet with me in response I'll be meeting with him after the holidays and so I'll continue to press my case there to have the state investigate I think the county needs to investigate as well they need to use their audit provision um, we need to stop treating Frederick County Public Schools as if it is a separate branch like the judiciary of the government and that we can't control anything they do and that they are accountable. They're accountable to county taxpayers, they're accountable to state taxpayers, and we need to hold them to account. And I think we need to understand the depth of the problem so we know how to move forward. I was wondering if in the Department of Justice report, if you've read that, uh, yes. were there any specific names mentioned? I mean, how can you do a report and say this or that without naming names? Then they were not. So, for example, the mother actually, um, one of the some of the mothers that were mentioned uh, in the report, or children, or children were mentioned, or actually the same. Uh, at least one of them is the same as that is in my report, and they did not. And they and they don't mention uh, personnel. Directly. That's what I'm he talking about. A, I'm, I'm, he mentioned I'm, a principal, Ben, who just called in, mentioned the principal, and I can tell you that principal was mentioned multiple times through my report with different. Uh, parents, and that's one difference between the DOJ and what I want. When you have a principal who is named multiple times as a problem, as retaliating against parents, of overseeing a system where teachers are abused, students are abused, and yet that person's still in Frederick County Public Schools, how do you build a better public school system when you have individuals like that who, uh, with these allegations, allegedly uh, oversaw something like that? How do you build something better with them in place? I don't think you can. I think you really need to understand what personnel were at fault. There's a chain of command, like yes. any organization yes. there. That chain of command failed. The people at the higher level need to be held to account. You can't just tell me Dr. Alban was the only person that knew or was at fault. Uh, to, me, that is, to me, what is happening uh -huh. is the traditional bureaucracy protecting itself. Yes. They're going to go to remove her, sweep everything under the rug, and move on as if nothing happened. Well, uh, there was response to uh, uh, what you're saying from Frederick County Public Schools, and they did say they'd cooperate uh, with any investigation by the Maryland State Department of Education. But a spokesperson also said they cannot share details on personnel matters. Uh, if that is the policy and, uh, you know, the sensitivity of, of personnel matters, how, how do you get past that? But what yeah, I, I, ahead, I don't. We answer. don't need it. We don't need in the newspaper a listing of every single person that was removed or or the, the personnel changes. But somebody needs to investigate the personnel. That's not happening. Would it not That's be? That's not happening. The only the yes. only person that has been held account was the superintendent who was given eight hundred thousand dollars not to work for a year. Well, so well, no one's been yeah. held to account. Another way to get the names, and I'm not saying I don't want to know the names, but sounds to me. Being a novice in law enforcement, these are some criminal charges. Oh, and, I, I, and, and, I, told, and, I, and I told every parent, yeah. and I told every individual that if, if the state prosecutor or the state's attorney or the sheriff, anyone that contacts me, 
the names and everything will be provided to them. I'm Good. just not giving them out to the press. Understand. But absolutely, absolutely, that will all be provided uh, to law enforcement. I will gladly hand all that over. And that's why I, they've been CC'd on this report, because I will gladly give over that information. I just didn't want to give it out. And, and the parents, no, but they've got kids in the system. They don't want to embarrass the kids or whatever. And absolutely. So, um, but I don't want to make it publicly available, but for law enforcement, of course. Well, I think that's a, I think the comment you made is this unlike not unlike big bureaucracies, which the Board of Education, not the Board of Education, but the school system is. Uh, I, I, I question the Board of Education also, because I can tell you that I have forwarded forward over the years uh, complaints. And so I and again, I didn't expect the board member to, you know, take run right out and do something. But I expected that board member to pass that on to their their security department, their investigative department that they have in the Board of Education. And I I can't understand how they, knowing this, uh, let this continue. And is Mike, it's just it's something rotten in Denmark or maybe here in the school system. And we got some phone calls, so let's go to Myersville first. Bill, you're up first. Question for Senator Huff. Hey, guys. Hey, how's it going, fellas? Doing great. Outstanding. Hey, Senator Huff. Oh, um, I, know who I this just is. wanted to reach. You know who this is? You moved out of Jefferson. I forgot. I'm sorry, Bill. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. I'm in Myersville now. So I just wanted to say, you know, last year under the police accountability measures, they certainly made it a point to open up police personnel files because, as the guardians of the community, we were supposed to be held accountable to a higher standard. So that people could review these at will. What is the if we have teachers? I don't like the idea that the school board's coming forward. Oh yeah, we're going to cooperate, but it's personnel matter. You know, this is a personnel matter, but the issue is much larger than any single personnel matter that they have. When we have teachers that are the educators, the caretakers, the mentors of our the youth of our community, why wouldn't we be allowed? to review their personnel files to make sure that as parents with our children in the school system that there is accountability being done and proper action being taken by those above because those measures would then be public in the public purview and there would be accountability that way. Wouldn't you agree? Senator? Yeah, I would say I I didn't – no, I didn't like the idea and I voted against it that we were going to make – the police officer records public. I don't want to make the, the teacher our things public. I don't want to publicly shame people, but I will say that this is very analogous situation in some ways to what we're dealing with law enforcement in that the vast majority of law enforcement are very good people, but there are some bad apples and there are some folks that mean well, but they're thrown in terrible situations. And that's what I think is happening in Frederick County public schools. And so we face multiple crises in our public uh, safety System One, I remember when I was a freshman in the Maryland House, the Baltimore City Jail was completely taken over by inmates. There were all these problems. At that point, the secretary actually relocated his office down to that jail, and he took ownership, control of it, and he made sure the bad people were out and the good people were there, promoted and charged, and turned over and fixed that system. But the only way that could have been done was that by taking ownership of the crisis and figuring out uh, making sure the bad people in the system were no longer there anymore. And that's what you've got to do here because the vast majority of teachers in this county are wonderful, good people, and the teachers are suffering. 
they're being assaulted too in the system. And so to me, it's the supervisory staff that need to be held account that allow this system to be put in place where teachers and students both are suffering. Well said. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate you calling. Stay in touch with us. I want to go from Bill to April for Senator Mike Young. Uh, Mike Young. Mike Huff. <laughs> oh, Good yeah, Lord. I'm less, oh, <laughs> I it, like Ron Young, but there's yeah, a little difference between us. Yeah, <laughs> open up mouth, insert foot. Sorry about that, Mike. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Hey, April. Mike, how are you? Going well. Thank you for asking. Oh, good, good, good. Good to hear. My my name's April. I actually am very familiar with Mr. Mike Hoff, and I had to call in because I actually have experience working with children um, with special needs and in SED situations and things like that. And it's very difficult uh, for the teaching and, and you know, assistant staff. Um, you know, Mike, one of the things that I was reading in the report that you posted um, was that there were parents that actually – applied for non-public placement and they were denied is there a way to help these parents truly get the care that they need for their kids outside of the public school system if that's just not the best environment for them to be yeah so what was clear from the report and what i've dealt with with the parents was if you complained enough and you went high enough up and if you went to the state of maryland above frederick county public schools then they would finally uh, do something and move you. But that's not the way the system's supposed to work in that the, right. we just deal with and that's the way a bureaucracy works. If you're the squeaky wheel and you and you squeak enough, then we, we move your kid out. No, it should be obviously moving the kids into non-public school settings that uh, belong there. And I also one of the complaints I got was that they are routinely combining kids that have autism with kids that have severe behavioral issues. And so there were multiple problems that were being reported to me from teachers about the way that they were currently doing it. And now I'm getting reports, too, that now that they've ended seclusion and all this, they've gone the complete other end of the spectrum where kids are running around the schools and, and they're having all kinds of crazy outbursts and they don't know what to do. And so to me it's pretty evident that it's a mismanaged system, it's in crisis, and we need to have the state and outside entities come in and assist them on how we can fix this going forward. Well said. Thank you. Let's go to Warmansville. Jim, you're up next with Senator Mike Huff. Yes. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Good, good afternoon. evening. Uh, just wanted to thank the uh, senator for being on the air and talking about this subject. Uh, we rarely hear these sort of things. And the problem, I think, in Frederick County is if you don't listen to the AM radio station or listen to or excuse me, uh, read the local paper, all this stuff just goes on totally behind the scenes. And there's a lot of great people that work or live and work in this city. And I don't know how you uh, folks can get the word out, uh, at least some of the conservative word on this, you know, with what's going on in the local government with Kai Hagan, uh, the balloon fella, wanting to change everything with the environment, which I don't think a whole lot of people really agree with. But it just never gets reported, at least to the average person. So uh, just, again, thank you, uh, Senator, and I hope you're able to communicate this out uh, in channels other than just the radio and the newspaper. Well said, my friend. Uh, Senator? I mean, I'm working on it. I'm, you know, I'm doing the, I, I put it out on social media and uh, obviously I've got an email list. I emailed it out to my peaks I'm, because I truly believe that sunlight is the best uh, disinfectant sure. and transparency is very important. And that the, from a bureaucracy and a government agency, they have every incentive to stop this and make it go away, stop the press, stop the report, make it go away so they can carry on. And I think it's in the public, children, teachers' interest to fully understand the depth of the problem Let's look at how bad it is, and let's have somebody from an independent agency, the state of Maryland in this case, come in and, and work to correct it. 
Well said. Well, we're coming up to the end of the show, and we appreciate everything you've done, Senator Mike Huff. If they need to contact you, of course, you have your webpage. And what is that, Senator? Uh, well, the best way to contact me, you can always email me, and it's uh, at Mike at Mike. The easiest one I'll give you is Mike at Mike for for Frederick dot com. You can email me there, and uh, you know, follow me on Facebook. It's Senator at Senator Michael Huff H O U H O U G H, and uh, I, I just want to say, almost crashed by my last name.